Hi everyone, welcome to HubShots episode 268. In this episode, we talk about our top 17 favorite features in HubSpot. You're listening to Asia Pacific's number one HubSpot-focused podcast, where we discuss HubSpot tips, tricks and strategies for growing your sales, service, marketing and operations results. My name is Ian Jacob from Search and Be Found, and with me is Craig Belly from Zen Systems. How are you, Craig? Really good and excited about this show because it's almost the yin to last week's yang. When we talked about last week, listeners remember we talked about our top 16 frustrations with HubSpot, some of which, or actually many of which have been solved. And tonight we're talking about our top favorite features. And when we were originally planning this, we had the top 16 to match last week's top 16. But you've added one more because you just wanted to be one better, didn't you? With the, That's right, With Craig. the favorites, Ian. <laughs> All right. So, should we start with our favorite feature number one? And it's the timeline, the contact timeline. And this shows the activity in the center panel of a contact object. And really, I call this my contact intelligence when I'm talking to people, because this is the difference between understanding people and not understanding people, but also easily being able to see the different kinds of activity and filter it down really easily from ads activity, deal activity, life cycle lists, uh, sequences, calls, conversations, emails. Like there's just so much goodness that it's such a wealth of gold in there. It really is. And I think this is one of the key differentiators between HubSpot and most other marketing platforms on the market, sales or marketing platforms on the market. It really is good. And it has been right from the start. And it's the center of every object, whether that's a contact deal ticket, etc. So yeah, it's really useful. And in the show today, listeners, we're actually calling out, I think, what will be for many people uh, features that they are aware of, but perhaps there's some that you aren't. So for example, even though a lot of people are aware of the timeline in the middle, a lot of people aren't aware that you can actually filter it. And that's why we've got a screenshot in the show notes. You can filter it down, as Ian said, only filter down to the parts you want to see. You just want to see the form submissions? Great. Filter just to see that. You want to see everything? Go for it. And you know what I love, Craig, is when you have all these integrations like SMS, for example, Zoom, they all appear in the timeline, which really gives you a holistic view of what's going on. It's not that these are outside or they're in separate systems. You get to see it holistically. And that's what I love about it. And listeners, if you don't have the show notes, you can see all the things that's available that we've connected to our accounts and those are available in the timeline to be selected or not to be selected to be shown. All right. On to our favorite feature. Number two is marketing contacts. I'm only going to spend 30 seconds on this because you'll remember my top frustration last week was marketing contact tiers, getting caught, bumped up to a tier and you can never come back. However, that's not to say that marketing contacts are a problem. Actually, they're a wonderful feature that was introduced a bit over a year ago into HubSpot. And as most listeners will know, they're a way for you to mark a contact as being used for marketing versus not. So you can have up to a million contacts in your HubSpot portal, but only the ones that you want to really work on for marketing, you actually mark as marketing contacts. So you could have a million contacts in there, but only a thousand of them marked for marketing and you're only charged for those thousand. Wonderful feature. That's right. And listeners, I've also put a screenshot. It's managed in accounts and billing and it gives you the ability to manage your marketing contacts. And you should really have this as a monthly 
item that you go through and you manage those contacts, anything that's bounced, anything that you don't want to market to, it's a great place to do that. So they've actually got some tools in place to make sure that you can manage it effectively. All right, onto our favorite feature number three, and it's workflows. Yes. Now we could spend a whole show on workflows. And of course we have, we've spent many shows just talking about workflows, but it couldn't go past a favorite features show and not mention workflows. They're really powerful. I actually think that it's a re- this is probably the, the prime example in HubSpot of a feature that is incredibly powerful, yet very easy to use. And we know that from customers who have got up uh, to speed with workflows very quickly, creating very powerful automations just a few quick improvements over the last few months. They've added the mini map. So listeners, you might not be aware of that. They've also added the goal metrics. That's a new little tab at the top. The go action, the value equals uh, branch, which allows you to very easily create a branch off a property. And then also integration with a whole bunch of other tools. All right, onto our favorite feature, number four, the drag and drop builders. And this is across emails, landing pages, websites. And admittedly, it took a while for HubSpot to catch up on this one, but now I'd have to say that it's definitely very much one of those very well-loved features and makes it really easy to implement new pages and new emails within HubSpot. I'll just have a little anecdote. You know when they were first rolling out uh, Drag and Drop Builder? I yes. remember saying on LinkedIn, I was saying, oh, is anyone using new drag and drop builder? It's, what do you think? And I think Charles Mackay uh, actually uh, replied and he said, yeah, I'm loving it. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll give it a go. And within, I'd say a day, I'd just like switched. I'm like, I could never go back. Drag and drop builder was great. That's right. And now listeners, taking this one step further, HubSpot are now introduced uh, save sections, right? And now this is on emails, on pages, on landing pages. And so this is taking the drag and drop builder again to another level with giving us the ability to do more new things in a faster and better way. Favorite feature number five is pop-up forms and slide-ins. And we love this feature, don't we, Craig? We do. And I just want to say, I don't actually like pop-up pop-up forms. I like the slide-in pop-up forms. So the name is slightly confusing, but the rest is not confusing at all. It's really good. We've included our go-to standard best practice for the pop-up forms. And well, the first thing is to use the slide-in format. We normally slide in from the left-hand corner, left-hand bottom corner now, just because the right-hand corner tends to be taken up with chatbots or chat tools. We use a nice image that explains the benefit and we show it on a 50% scroll or after seven seconds. I don't I don't use exit intent. I don't know if you use exit intent on any of your pop-up forms, but I, I actually particularly dislike it. So it's rare that I'd use exit intent. But one of the things we definitely use is behavioral targeting. I've got a screenshot that shows that very easy to target certain pages or exclude certain pages. Also to exclude, and this is just a no-brainer, if someone fills out the form, create a list of people that have filled out that form and then exclude them from seeing the form again. There's nothing worse than filling out a form, coming back the next day and seeing the damn form again. Just take away that bad experience and give them a much better experience. For example, you might actually want to show them a different form. Also, the reporting is really good. Got some screenshots in there. Allows you to drill into everything, submissions, sources. It's just such a such a wonderful part of the forms and overall tools. That's right. And the ability to see the performance, the analysis and the submissions really makes a big difference in understanding how the forms are performing. All right. Favorite feature number six, layout flexibility on contacts, deals, tickets, and other objects. 
And this is really to do with the interfaces that people are in and looking at all the time. And it's the properties on the left, the timeline in the middle, and the associated objects on the right-hand side. And uh, listeners, if you want to create separate, I guess, layout options, you need to have professional and above. But you can still add properties into, if you're using starter and free, you can still add properties that you want to see into those areas. So it's a great place to actually see that. I think it's worth highlighting this one because we we often log into new customer accounts. They might have had it for a while and they might actually be using Pro and we see, oh, they've still got the default layout on their contact records. We're like, oh, you know, you can customize all this. No, I didn't know that. Yep, you can. We show it to them and they're like, oh, wow. Get really excited. So I think this is a really good feature. That's right. And favorite feature number seven is the custom report builder. You know, this is one that we've mentioned a number of times needs a little bit of learning. It's There's a learning curve to it, but once you start to get familiar with it, it really is a very powerful tool. And we actually spent a whole section in episode 266 talking about the opportunity here. It's almost... It's almost funny that if just a few years ago, the report builder or the reporting was an add-on, an optional add-on that some people might have wanted. And now it's almost a foundational element across the platform. It's becoming more and more powerful. It's, it's actually turning into a BI tool, really, a business intelligence tool. That's right. So I encourage everyone to have a look into that. Favorite feature number eight is dashboards. And dashboards have come a long way in the last two years. And some of the favorite things that we love is it is there are easy ways to pick from your own custom reports and gallery of reports. That's a really great place to start. And that starts with dashboards and reports. You can add an iframe embed and uh, embed things like YouTube videos, Google slide decks. So we often will in- embed unlisted YouTube videos, which have some training that we're doing that's specific to a customer might have a Google spreadsheet that uh, you want to track certain metrics on that are not within HubSpot. You can schedule them to be sent on a regular basis, like every Monday morning. That's a great feature. And you can share them or make them private with you or your teams. And that's another great feature in there. All right, Craig, favorite feature number nine, attribution. Isn't attribution getting better throughout the product? Absolutely. We actually mentioned this last week as a frustration that's actually on the path to being solved. Because a year or two ago, people were getting frustrated that they couldn't get accurate attribution reports. It's now just kind of popping up everywhere. It's in contacts, it's in deals, it's in emails, it's in pages, it's in advertising. You can actually see attribution coming through. And of course, there's dedicated attribution reports. We've got a screenshot in there of some of the options and they give you some really nice scenarios right out of the box where you can drill into what assets are driving most revenue, what activities, what particular channels are driving revenue, for example, or contacts or deals, that kind of thing. So it's really come a long way. It's getting better and it's a, it's becoming a, a core feature throughout the product. All right. And now on to favorite feature number 10 is the ads integration And this is the ability to link your advertising platforms like Google Ads, Facebook Ads, and LinkedIn Ads into HubSpot and providing you a number of benefits like easily being able to report on ad campaigns and ROI, sync audiences between HubSpot and the ad platforms. And this is a big one that people often overlook. Insert pixels automatically onto websites and see exactly which ads and keywords are getting you conversions. And that's what I love about it because that's the big differentiator, right? You can say, well, tell me my top customers that came from these ads and show me what they were looking at and what they actually clicked to to make it happen. 
Worth also mentioning that once you've integrated your ads platforms into HubSpot, that actually puts in another activity on the timeline that we talked right at the top. You can actually see ads activity in the timeline, filtered in or out, and some good screenshots in there as well. One of the things that we didn't mention as a feature of the ads integration is you can actually create and manage campaigns in there. We don't tend to do that. We tend to use it more just for reporting, but you can, of course, actually create campaigns. And that's what HubSpot's new ad sequencing features are actually a good example of doing from within the ads feature. That's right. And on to our favorite feature number 11 is social reporting. Now, the social tool is okay for scheduling posts, and we mentioned it in the last episode, but it really shines when it comes to reporting. And you can drill down into audiences engagement metrics really easily. And this is actually getting better by the day. And so we encourage people to look at it and see what is generating them their social audiences. By the way, listeners, put a screenshot from our portal in there. Can you see which of the channels we could be working on? Yeah, it's pretty obvious when you look at those <laughs> graphs that there's one channel just standing out. That's right. And if you do get the notes, please let Craig know which channel he needs to be working on. All right, favorite feature number 12 is the conversations inbox. And the conversation is an underappreciated feature in HubSpot. And it's something where you can actually get all your shared emails, Facebook Messenger submissions, and even form submissions into a single inbox that is accessible by your team or a team of people that are managing it. What we also love is that it integrates with Slack. So that's another another feature that's well worth it. And don't forget, you can actually have multiple conversations inbox. For example, in our portals, we have one for separate brands that we manage and you can separate them in the conversations inbox. All right. Tell us about favorite feature number 13, Craig, the design manager. Yeah, this is kind of one for the nerds in a way, uh, and nerds or geeks, which I mentioned in a good way. I'd, I'd categorize us both as, as geeks, Ian. But I feel that the design manager is a very comfortable experience uh, for developers, as in it's a familiar development environment experience. And yet, if you're a, a, not a developer, uh, you can still actually use it quite easily. So it's essentially where you go to edit or create and edit templates. So you could be putting together a a template that you're going to use as a a landing page or your email templates or things like that. Build them all in there, look after them. And so look, it's just a really good example, yet again, of something that's simple but powerful. All right. Favorite feature number 14 is campaigns. And HubSpot campaigns are a handy way to group together assets like landing pages, emails, ad campaigns, workflows, call to actions, for a common objective, and then report at a high level on the results and ROI of the campaign. So why we love it is you can have a very clear goal and understand all the elements that are going into your campaign. Use it as a point of focus and reference for the sales and marketing teams so they know what's going on. And then measure the effects of certain campaigns over a period of a year. And this is what people often forget. They think, oh, okay, I'm just doing this one thing but really looking at it holistically and what has contributed to revenue and what's making a difference in our business. Yeah, I think that's right. I'll make a little quick little comment, quick little suggestion. Uh, Quite often we just set up a campaign called social. So it could be Zen social and any of the social posts or anything that's just a social kind of update gets put there. Over the year, it's quite interesting to see 
uh, how much return you get on that. And it's all reported, all rolled up into a campaign. And favourite feature number 15 is snippets and templates. Now, if you don't know, snippets are short, rich text blocks up to two and a half thousand characters and can be used throughout the system. They can be used in conversations, they can be used in notes, they can be used in emails, they can be used on the mobile app. We often use, or I often use it in the mobile app to share links to certain things because I've saved them as snippets. And templates are essentially longer versions of snippets, but are used only in emails once you put an email address in. So... Some really common use cases for snippets, things that we use it for, payment terms, comments to the buyer, links to certain things that we might want to include. Another one that we often use it for is to pull information from HubSpot because when you create a snippet or a template, you can use personalization. And so you could use the personalization, for example, to send a task to somebody in accounts because they need to create an account in a different system. And instead of somebody filling out and going and searching for all the fields that are required, you could collect all that in HubSpot and then extract it in the snippet and send in a task for that to get completed. Favorite feature number 16, Craig, is meetings. Yeah, we're coming to the tail end, but that doesn't mean they're any less powerful. So meetings is just one of those tools that I think a lot of people don't quite realize how sophisticated it is. They say, oh, meetings are, yeah, look, I've just got my calendar, I'll do that. No, no, just sync it with HubSpot. Because you get your calendar, whether it's Google Calendar or Office 365, you uh, connect it to HubSpot and then you use the meetings tool. We've got a screenshot where we show a nice little embed. People can book into your calendar using the nice HubSpot interface. That also then goes into timelines. But the thing is, the HubSpot meetings tool, it's really smart. takes care of all of that syncing of availability plus adds on your own options where you can just have bands of time that you're not going to be available. Plus, it'll give you buffers. You can say, look, I don't want to go from meeting to meeting straight away. At least give me 15 or 30 minutes in between. Takes care of it all. And you can book out within two, four, six weeks in advance. It's so good. You can style it with colors. Got an example in the show notes. It's just really good. More people should be using this. By the way, we haven't even talked about how you can have round robin and group meetings. This is just single emails. Great feature. I think we did a whole show on this a couple of episodes ago as well. Link to it in the show notes. Meetings, so good. And Craig, not to mention the usability, but also the massive saving of time of going backwards and forwards. It saves so much of time in our business and for a lot of our customers. And I'd say that's one of the top features. If you want to save time going backwards and forwards, that's one of the things you can utilize to cut that out. By the way, a little quick tip on that on etiquette. Generally, what I do in an email, if someone says, oh, can we set up a time to meet next week? Are you available? I normally reply and I say, oh, look, yeah, I'm available at such and such. Or if easier, feel free to book in directly here. And kind of then it just makes gives them the, the option as opposed to just saying, here, book in now. I've kind of found that if people just reply, here's my calendar, book in, it feels a bit abrupt and it's kind of, oh. Whereas if you make it a feature, a benefit or an ease of use for them rather than a demand, I find that's easy or makes it, uh, it lubricates the relationship better, shall we say. <laughs> All right, on to our favorite feature, number 17. And the final one for this episode is task queues and an often overlooked feature and one that can save you a lot of time in streamlining your daily routine. So in here, the benefits are you can organize queues for your teams to work through the important tasks 
You can organize yourself to work in a way that suits you. So if you love doing all your calls together and batching them, this is a great way to do it. Another thing I love is being taken directly to the contact with the right window getting thrown up. So if it's you're going to email, it'll throw up the email window. If you're going to call, it'll throw up the call window. So you don't have to do multiple clicks to get to the right place. And then the final one being easily able to skip and reschedule tasks because of the nature of working through a queue. That is a great feature. Now, we do have a few honorable mentions at the end, don't we, Craig? Oh, look, there's so many things we didn't get to, like tasks themselves or sequences or CTAs or the SEO tool or target accounts or AB variations or language variations. There's so many things. So, listeners, what features... Didn't we cover that were your favorite features? I'd love to hear from it. If you've signed up for the show notes, you can just reply and let me know. Might even give you a shout out on a future show. That's right. And listeners, if you are looking to implement HubSpot with operational excellence and be excellent at delivering a great service to your customers, Craig and myself have HubShots coaching or HubSpot coaching, should I say, That's available and you will get both of us on on a weekly basis to help you be operationally excellent with HubSpot. And that's available if you go to hubshots.com and you can join the wait list for that. And we would really love to hear what your favorite things are in HubSpot. Just one thing. So here's the challenge. Wherever you are, take a screenshot of this episode and write what your favorite feature is and tag us in there on Instagram or LinkedIn or Facebook, and we will get back to you. Well, Craig, until next week. Catch you later, Ian. Hey there. Thanks for listening to this episode of HubShots. To get the latest show notes, HubSpot tips, and marketing resources, sign up at hubshots.com. You can also book time with us to help you grow better with HubSpot.